Thanks for checking out this message from City on a Hill Church International. For ways to connect and get involved in the life of our church, please go to our website, coah.co.za. Hello, life people. I hope you are all alive and well and not. Yeah, so welcome for those of you that are. Um, that, that are meeting with us online, and welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for, for being here. This is really going to be a relaxed um, time, and just while we share, if you have any specific questions that you feel you would like to ask, we will have a time where, where we can share and where we can, where we can ask those questions. So I thought what we could do is we could just start by, um, yeah, Coretta just sharing a little bit of her story, and then afterwards, Victor and Alicia can just share a little bit of, of their story, and then we will have some questions that we've put together. So thanks, Coretta. Hi, everyone. My name is Coretta. I'm a mother of two, a single mother, working mom. Um, yeah, um, it's been quite a journey, and it's been such a learning journey, if I can put it like that. I never thought, I never thought that I would be where I am today, and um, it's just by God's grace and loving family, family uh, of believers, family of the church, um, really just like the people that I've been in light groups that have really carried me, they've been there for me. And um, I just want to say that I don't have any family in Clarksop, so the church is my family, and the people that I work with is my family. So it's just because of them that really carried me and my daughters through everything. Thank you. And... Um, if I can just add, um, about three years ago, I started studying. So Tuesday, I wrote my last module. I ju- I'm just left with my thesis. So I'll be having a diploma in financial accounting. And I'm thinking of studying something else as well. And I also did, a couple of years ago, I studied um, customer relationship management with UNISA. So yeah, the gogo had now gebeid, so study, study, study. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, what can I say? I got, I got divorced way back in 1999. Um, and, then, and then after that I met Alicia. And then two years later we, we made plans to get married. And yeah, strictly speaking, people didn't give us two years. And I'm very proud to say that this year is year 21. So wow. the doom prophets... Um, it, it didn't really materialize, but yeah, it's, it's had its ups and downs, like any f- normal family. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a heck of a learning curve. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful that we had God on our sides. Otherwise, um, I don't think we would have really made it on our own. And then the doom prophets would have made two years. But thank God that we had him in our lives. And, and we were able to make it, and successfully, I do believe. And we've got, we've got two healthy children out of our relationship. I've got three children from my previous marriage. So yeah, if, um, it, it's been going good. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I think for me, um, what I have enjoyed is for, for, both, for both Coretta and for, for Victor and Alicia, is just your kids. Um, you know, just like your kids speak um, are a testimony, hey, and just you ha- that you really have got kids that love the Lord, and um, yeah. and so yeah, I'm just I re- yeah, they they are kids that I enjoy and that have um, are well brought up, <laughs> yeah, you know. So you guys have all done well um, with your kids. So obviously, I, I know Chantal a little bit, but um, yeah, the. You guys have done well. Yeah, yeah so Coretta, we're just going to start with just um, something that you wish you would have known before becoming a single mom. I really thought that um, I would have people that supported me because it, um, it wasn't an easy decision to decide to raising the kids on my own. Um, there were circumstances that forced me to make that decision. Um, really just having that support, if I can put it like that. And um, thankfully I did get the support afterwards. So 
yeah, the first um, year, let me say the first months when we started being on our own, um, I was quite vulnerable because um, I was also, um, I had a little bit of anxiety and depression. So I had to work through that and the kids were sick also. So when the one is sick, then the following day is the other one. So I had to juggle that and, you know, getting a grip on my life, my depression, if I can put it like that, you know, this thing is not going to beat me. I have to beat it to be able to look after the children. So just that support, if I knew, yeah, I, I think I would have made my um, decision earlier because that was also one of the reasons that I didn't move out of the situation where I was in. So, yeah, sure. yes, yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, just for, for, for you, Victor and Alicia, I think, so, so Alicia didn't have kids, <laughs> and yeah, you get married, and now all of a sudden you have to raise these kids that <laughs> are not your children, and um, just, yeah, was, it, was that quite difficult? How, yeah, was that difficult for you guys? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it was difficult. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but no, it is definitely difficult. Um, you don't get a handbook or a manual that you can work through and um, being a, always a positive and up and running person, I see chance for everything, you know. But um, I think firstly, before I got married to Victor, I had to sort it out between myself and God, you know. And when I got that green light from God, I knew I'm taking the whole package, come what may, you know. Um, and I've, I mean, I've been in love with Victor since grade one, wow. so it made it absolutely, wow. it was. <laughs> you know, I thought, I can do this. <laughs> can, I, can I just get the trophy there? <laughs> you know, but, um, and I think, no, you don't know what you are in for, but through support, and I think my background, how my parents raised me, and Victor and his, even his family, um, it made it a little bit easier, you know, and knowing um, it doesn't matter what, what happened, I knew God said this is how it should be, and that was the reason why I just went through the difficult days and then went through the, the awesome days. Sorry, Ains, if I can just also add there, um, I I think I would have liked to be able to speak to somebody in a similar position as me, but there wasn't any people that I could um, go to, you know, just to say, okay, this is what's going to happen when you start staying on your own with your kids. So if, 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 if people who went through um, being a single mom, maybe speak to people, but it has to be, if I can put it like that, it has to be God-fearing people, you know, people that can put you on the right step, not people that will take you the other side. So if I had that role model, if I can put it like that, that I could speak to, you know, telling them all of my fears, is this the right decision? Um, because it was a decision that I had to make. So if we can have maybe like moms and um, dads, irrespective if they are single parents, that can always guide because people know when people are getting divorced or if they're starting alone or if they are on their own raising their children, if people can just reach out, you know, how are you? Are you coping? Can we help you? Can we pray for you? So if we have, if I had people like that, but luckily I found people like that when I came to City on a Hill. So, yes. I think what you're saying, Coretta, is very, very important because when, you, when you're going through a divorce and everybody says, oh, shame the poor woman, but you know what? Sure. Men go through mental anguish as well. Yeah. There's, there's depression, there's everything that, that you go through. And when you're going through that divorce, all of a sudden you, you're on your own. There's no support mechanism around you. There's nothing around you. And all of a sudden, you like an island in the middle, middle of the ocean, and you're on your own. Yeah. And, and if there's some support mechanism, yeah. thank the Lord above for City on a Hill with, yes. with light groups, because yes. we, have, yes. we have light groups. We yeah. have communities where yeah. that, that, that the body of Christ is there in, yeah. in that. So if you're connected to a community, to a light group, and you're going through something like this, then I don't say it's, it, there is a, a measure of it's going to be easier, but you're not, at least you're not standing alone. There is, there is a support mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just, 
like I said last week, that scripture that says he puts the lonely in families, yes. you know, and that um, I think that's why what the church is supposed to be, yes. you know, because the Lord, no, the, the world is broken, and when yes. we come in, we're still broken, but the, the, the church should, should offer that yes. to, to people, and I really am thankful that City on Hill has done that. Yes. And um, I do pray that it would do, that the church would be that for people, yeah. and that there would be the security and the safety to be vulnerable and to to know who you know we that that is what the church is. Yeah. So obviously, with with regards to being divorced, you have got your your previous um, wife, and just with that, what. What was it like having, you know, with the dynamics, with the kids? I mean, I think for most it's difficult with, okay, the kids are here and the kids are there. Um, just how did you manage just even your emotions and how all of that? I mean, I think being a victor is, uh, his girls absolutely love him as a dad. They say he's an exceptional dad. And I think it must have been quite hard those times. Just um, how, you know, how did you cope with that? Yeah, it's, you know what, it's, it was exceptionally tough, especially the Sunday afternoons where you have to take them back um, to, to, the, to their mother and, and all that. And, and I think it's equally difficult when, you know, they have to come visit me. I was in the position, fortunate position, that eventually um, all three of my, my children from a previous marriage, Alicia became instant mom to them, and um, she... she she did her task exceptionally well. Um, but it was difficult. It, it was really difficult because it, it never ever helps in, in a situation where you have your ex-wife bad-mouthing both you and your new spouse. And, and even till today, it's, it's still, there's still a point of contention with her. And I mean, 1999 to now, it's 20 odd years, move on, you know. So if, if, if one can get rid of that that bickering sort of scenario out of out of that altogether it makes it easier for the children because yeah. the children become the scapegoat at the yeah. end of the day and they the ones that suffer you as an adult yes you have mechanisms around you but what do those children go through and 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 we've seen it and we we were in a fortunate position to be able to raise my children from the first marriage in in a solid household when, when I say solid, our yes was our yes and our no was our no, and there was discipline. Um, the, Alicia was never ever their mother. She would never ever be their mother, but she did the role as a mother figure in the house. And, and they saw that, and they respected that. It didn't go easy in the beginning. It, it, it had to be imprinted in them that she is the mother figure in the house, not the blood mother of them. It obviously never ever worked that way. But, but yeah, it was, it was difficult to get through that time. And once that was through, um, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was easier yeah. um, and, until we got through that. But yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, uh, I can remember days when I took my little, took the kids home and my little boy was, I think, four years old. And, and he would cry profusely. And it was tough. But we threw it. Amen. Yeah, and I think something that um, Victor shared was just to to still honour, um, even though you are being dishonoured, hey, yeah. that um, that them as a family, for them it was important to still to still honour um, her, um, even though they were being dishonoured. You know, and that, I think that that's really hard. That's really something that is is very difficult to do. Um, so well done for, for, for doing that. Um, yeah, and then Coretta just obviously facing struggles as a single mom. Like what are some of the big struggles that single parents face? Because I think for us, even, even where we have um, husband and wives doing things together, all of those things, what were some of the big struggles um, that, that you faced? I had quite a few. Um, one of them, finances, was the biggest one because now I have to face the rent, I have to buy food, I have to make sure the children are taken care for, I had to pay the school fees and all that stuff and medical, etc. 
And um, the other thing that was really daunting was like, like I said, um, when they got sick, it wasn't easy. It was horrible. It was lonely. It was, my mom and them didn't even know half of the stuff that I went through, um, nor my other family members. Um, it, it was really, really, really tough. Um, but I thank God that um, I've made it. Like I said, I, I met this wonderful family here at church. Um, if I can um, single out Auntie Moira and Uncle Ellen. I remember when I went for my hysterectomy, um, they took care of the girls. They came every day with um, Erika and Vali van, As, uh, van Asmir, and they came to the hospital every single day. The people were so amazed at the hospital that, um, if I can put it, this white people coming to you every day, they're not getting tired, looking after you, looking after your children. Um, it, it was really, it, it wasn't easy. And um, when they got sick, sometimes we went to school, we went to work as if nothing had happened. Like in the morning hours, um, my youngest one used to have fever convulsions. It will start around about five o'clock in the morning. Um, then I had to battle, you know, call the ambulance, go to the hospital, making arrangements. So everything was on me. I had to remember, I had to phone the school to tell them the children can't come to school. I had to phone the workplace. Listen, I can't come in. We're at the hospital. So it was really, really tough. I remember um, one day um, I had to call Ursh also to take us to Tsepong Hospital uh, because the school phoned one of the girls was sick. It was really not easy. It, it was very challenging. It was, I was drained, I was tired. I was just, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice, but yeah. It is possible if you have people behind you that helped you along the way, it really made a huge, huge difference. Um, they being the family nearby where we don't have any family, so. Sure, and I mean, I think again, just you know that having that support, but also placing yourself yes. in situations where yes. where people knew your situation, yes. hey, yes. because sometimes we come, especially with a big church like this, you come yeah. as a single mom, mm. but you, no one's going to know yes. when you're going through those times, yes. but because you had built the relationships, you yes. taken. I mean, I think it was probably quite challenging to take those initial yes. steps. Of building because the enemy's lies come yes. and tell you, you know, you don't yeah. fit and yes. you, or you're going to be a burden and all those lies. But yeah. that is what the church is for. Yeah. We, we call to do yes. that. So well yes. done for, for, for choosing yeah. to to be loved and yeah. for choosing to to go and and, and accessing those relationships. Yes. And so for those other single parents yes. to to be brave and to not listen to the lies yes. that. Um, that you will be judged, and yeah. even if you are judged, that yes. the Lord is the, the safe place, yes. and that to, to, to be brave, to, to, to find those relationships yes. within God's church. Yes. Yeah. I just want to add, um, a single mom, a single dad, doesn't have to be ashamed of if anything. Just be brave and stand firm. Yeah. Tell people your story, because your story can be somebody else's Amen. guide. Yes. So. Um, you don't have any point to be ashamed of saying that, or if you don't have anything. Um, like Ayn said, it's not easy, but we have to break that barriers because we put these barriers along ourselves that um, isolate us from people, yeah. that people know what's happening behind the scene. So for me, um, it, it was so nice, you know, when we came to the church the first time, there's another story, I can't tell it, I'm going to take a lot of time. But when we eventually came to the church, um, I remember when we went home, the children were like, Mommy, that's our church. That is our church. I'll still remember that. And it's been our church, it's been our home, City on a Hill, for like forever. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Sure. So, um, Victor, just talk to us a little bit about forgiving yourself. I mean... I think that is, that's the hardest thing to do because you, 
I mean, two broken people, you, you were broken as a, you know, I think anyone that, no one chooses divorce, nobody, um, my mom was saying today how when she got married, somebody came, there was somebody offering her divorce insurance, and she was like, why, why do, you know, yes. your insurance for when you get divorced, and, and it's like, when you get married, that's not, there, nobody chooses that, um, but there's brokenness, you know, and two broken people cause pain, more pain to, to one another, and just so for you, you know, just the, the condemnation and the, the lies of now you are a divorced person, like how did you forgive yourself and what was the process of you journeying with the Lord? Sure, um, it wasn't easy to start off with. Um, like, like you say, you, you condemn yourself, you, you think you're the worst person on earth, you, you just, you, you're rubbish really. Um, you've broken a family, you've, you've done everything wrong. You were a bad father, you a bad parent, you a bad husband, and you, you, just, you just don't see the light um, through all of this, and it's just doom and darkness. Um, and, and slowly but surely, Alicia was, was, was um, in a church, and I only went to church because I wanted to meet her which is not a wrong reason <laughs> in my eyes. So it was all the right reasons. Uh, but I think I would never have been able to do it if, if I was alone, if I, if I never had a mechanism around me where, which said, you know what, God forgave, Jesus forgave the sinners on the cross. He, he forgave them. And, and it was sort of, have you forgiven yourself? And I said, no, there's, there's no ways. No ways I can do it. N never in a million years because you're bad. You've done wrong. Um, you never succeeded in, in what you were supposed to have done. And until one day, um, the Lord really spoke to me and said, you, you need to forgive yourself. And, you know, it's, it might sound stupid, but go and stand and look in the mirror and forgive the person that's looking at you. And, and it was not easy because, yeah, you're looking at yourself and you've got to point yourself and say, listen, I forgive you. Really, I forgive you and, and that's it. And there's, it's unconditional because Jesus has unconditional love for us, unconditional forgiveness for us. So it was, it was a big hurdle and, and it took me a long time to actually forgive myself. Um, I, think, I think you and I were married. Yeah, Alicia and I were actually married and I still hadn't forgiven myself. And until one day we sat down and we spoke and she, you know, we, we spoke about it. And one day I took that bold step and I went and stood in front of the mirror and I actually said, look, Victor, I forgive you. You're, you're a good person and I forgive you. And, and once that was done, man, it was like this weight was lifted off my shoulders. But, but you go through that condemnation. You go through those days that you, you're not good enough. You've, you've failed until you've taken that step and said, look, I forgive you. And, and you never, ever look back again. And, and yeah, once that yoke is broken, it's, it's a fantastic feeling because I can speak freely about it now. And at the time, it was, it was like this lump in your throat the whole time. But now, yeah, it's over. Sure. Yeah, I'm just so thankful for the Lord's forgiveness. Hey? Absolutely. Just that he, yeah. he forgives and yes. he wipes clean and he, he removes. Yeah. yeah, and just Definitely. all those, he can heal the memories as well because yeah. it's the memories of the pain yeah. and um, that the Lord does that. He, he offers it to us that yes. he can erase and heal as we journey with him. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah, so... Coretta, just talk to us a little about, bit about your, your faith um, in this journey, you know, just the Lord and how, were there times where you were angry with the Lord and just how your, how your faith just helped you? Because I think for some, they don't know the Lord and, and for others, they know the Lord and just how has, has that helped you? I was angry, especially when the children were sick. Then I was really like very angry because I have to do this alone. But um, my faith was restored, um, you know, um, every time when there was an event at church, like an empowerment or 
whatever uh, uh, we had at church. Coming to it, you know, getting empowered really made me the person that I am today because I made sure every, every single event I'm going to attend and that helped mm. grew my faith as well. So, um, yeah, and like Victor was saying, the forgiveness also because there were courses of forgiveness, etc., that we also uh, attended. So that also helped restore my faith and what I'm doing currently or not currently for some time now, I have reminders on my phone um, like in the morning, I think I have 15 different reminders, prayers that I've put on there, verses that I've put on, and I make sure each one of them, I read them, even if I know them by heart. I force myself to read it, to drink it, to eat it, and to sleep with it. So whenever I'm done with one of the events, I mark it as done. So if I haven't read it, it's still marked undone. So that is also one of my mechanisms that I'm using to, you know, increase my faith, if I can put it like that. Um, and also, like, um, I'm a light group leader. So um, the ladies that I'm in a light group with, they also help me. They also shape me. They also mold me with their stuff that um, they teach me. So, yeah, but... Um, in my worship music song. <laughs> I love music. I love worship music. I'm mm. at work the whole day. I'm listening to Life FM. Thank mm. you, Life FM. Thank you, God, for putting Life FM on the map. So as I'm working, I'm listening to worship music. Wow. I'm listening to stuff that helped me grow my faith. Sure. And um, that is really what I'm using, and that's helping me, you know. And um, the other thing of also... Um, my faith is like I have this friend, Nashmita. That lady, whenever I'm down, God will send her. She will call me, are you fine? Are you good? Or can I pray for you? Or she'll just send me a prayer or a verse. So sure. if you can have a friend like that, hold dearly to them because yeah. they really they like anchors they they keep you steady mm. so that's one of the things that I love you know being where I am now yeah. compared to where I was before before my divorce I didn't have a lot of um, God-fearing friends if I can put it like that I had mm. friends that like to party etc but um, where I am now I'm very content I'm very 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 content mm. and yeah Wow, hearing yes. that you had friends that like to party, I can't, like, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing you as this godly woman yes. that loves, obviously yes. the Lord has taken you on a, yes. a journey of transformation. Yes. Very much. Um, so Very that's, much. that's through yeah. your consistent, consistent yeah. scripture reading yes. and worship and yes. just consistently yes. journeying with yes. the Lord. Yes. Yeah, yes. So um, I actually have a question with the for Alicia. This wasn't one of the questions that you sent, but I was just wondering... The, you know, when you now have to be the mom of these children, I'm sure there were times where they would reject, there would be a rejection, or they would say, oh, I don't know if they did, but they would say things, or how did you, just for a mom, how did you deal with that? Was it, um, I mean, I can imagine, were there times where it was quite hurtful, and how did you manage to deal with, with, with them, maybe if they said things or didn't accept you? Um, yeah, so <laughs> on the you know, they de definitely obviously would have said a few things, some just because they wanted to hurt me. <laughs> you know, the one I remember the one day, the oldest daughter, at least my, mo my mother is pretty. And I thought, okay, hmm. and she is, she is, she really is, you know, and I just had to work through the facts that I know they were hurting, and that is what I took in consideration every time a situation popped up, and if I didn't have the answer, then I would look at God and say, but you said so, so I will do this, I don't know how, but I'm very upset now, <laughs> you know, and uh, because your first reaction will be, let's just climb out of this, it's so easy, let me go see a lawyer, you know, because that is the default that's been printing, being printed in our heads uh, through media and people, that, that's the easy, uh, easy way out, but oh, you know what, and then afterwards, the things that will then come again, 
um, other side that was positive and uh, you know what then it is really just things because I am hurting that's why I'm hurting others you know so that is more the things that I focused on and um, I would have read a lot of books and I did read a, a lot of books also being one of my reasons why, why I did the counseling courses and um, you know and I understood, but this wasn't the ideal situation, and I believe with my whole being, it wasn't God's blueprint for, from the start. But I also know the God that comes and restore, yeah. you know, and when He comes and restore, oh, He takes away all those things, and we can actually laugh about it, mm. you know, so yeah. And I think that you, it's what I'm hearing is you chose to love them, and even, um, even in this this marriage, I mean, there would have, there was brokenness. I mean, there was, um, Victor, you had brokenness from, from your, um, from a broken relationship, but you again, um, what I'm hearing is choosing to love, choosing to love through the brokenness, and, and it's never God's, divorce is never God's plan, you know, and I think even as a church, Often we, we would see it as, oh, but how can you even be speaking about divorce or how it's not, it's not from God? Or, but the, the, the reality is that we live in a broken world mm -hmm. and there are broken relationships yes. and broken people. Yes. And God's heart, yes, God's heart is always restoration. His yes. heart is, but his heart is to, I think he has to restore us as yes. individuals. Yes. Um, and, and so... Just to, just to say again, it's never God's heart. It's never his plan, but, um, but we live in a broken world. And, and so God has restored you as people, or, and especially for you, Victor, and that through that, he's brought a, a restoration. And, and with, I always, when I'm journeying with people, it's like you fight for the next generation. So it's like, yes, there's been brokenness generation after generation after generation, but um, I might say this wrong, but I, I said to someone this, this last week, Totir in Nipad, and not further on, yeah, and that we, we contend for the next generation, yeah. and that your children will have healthy marriages, yeah. and that, that is what you would contend for as, as a couple. Hey? Absolutely. So. so, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it's not all doom and gloom. There, no. there were good days. And, and the good days far outshadowed the bad days. But yes, there were bad days. And, and I can sit here proudly say that um, my oldest daughter is married to an, an excellent husband. My second eldest daughter, she's also married to an excellent husband. And, and my son is, is um, teaching Chinese via the internet and he's walking a path. So um, they, they, they're successful. And it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been successful if God was not in our lives mm -hmm. and if we didn't um, have a stable home. Um, and and in, in all this, um, you know, it, the negativity out of a divorce should not continue forever and ever. It, it must yeah. come to an end. Yeah. And I think what, what, what was the, the, the working recipe in, in our case, as I said earlier, is our yes was our yes, our no was our no, and there was discipline. It wasn't a discipline with a cane, it was firm discipline. And, and we, we had our, our Christian God-like principles in our house and we just enforced that. But, but like I say, through, through all the negative, there were, there were the positive outshadows the negative days. So, so, yeah, but um, we made it work together as, as a couple. Yeah, maybe you could just add a little bit around that stability, like practically. Um, I think for children, children need consistency and stability yeah. and like just some practical ways that you, you did that um, as a family and do that. I think the very first thing that Alicia and I both decided not to do, and that was to bad mouth. The, the other person, the, the other spouse, the ex-spouse. And that, that I've, I'm busy, I spoke to another woman and, and she's also going through a divorce and, and she was bad-mouthing the husband. And I said to her, please just don't ever do that. Don't ever do that in front of your children. And if that's one thing I can leave with everybody today is 
Don't badmouth. At the end of the day, it stays those children's father or mother. And, and if you break down that picture of the, the, the parent in their eyes, that, break down, that breaks down big walls. So that's, that's a, as far as we are concerned, it, it was a no-no in, in, in our house. And if, if something came up, we would rather speak good about that, about my ex-wife. Um, so, and, and then we had a stable home. Um, you know, if, if, if Alicia had made a decision and her answer was yes, I wouldn't override her yes. If her answer was no, I, I wouldn't override her no. And, and the same goes as far as I'm concerned. If I said no, she would stick to it. And if I said yes, well, then so be it. Even if it was a yes that shouldn't have been, but it, the onus was on me. And she respected that. And, and so there was that absolute stability in, in our house where um, there were no gray areas, maybe here and there as far as the chocolate is concerned late at <laughs> night, but we all do that, don't we? So, um, but yeah, the, the, the stability in the house is, is of cardinal importance. Um, if the kids don't know where they're standing, um, it's going to be a mess. It's a recipe for disaster. In our case, it was just my children. Um, Alicia didn't have children. Um, but if you got a, a, you've got yours, theirs, and ours scenario where kids from the husband's side, kids from the wife's side, and then you've got children together, to get those children together, the only way to keep that household together is through discipline and stability. Not discipline by beating each other up, disciplined by yes is yes, no is no. And then just like Alicia says now, a mutual respect for each other. Um, if, if that is not in, enforced in a house, I use enforced in inverted commas, um, you get some families that enforced has gone the wrong way. But discipline and respect goes, goes a long, long way. And I think that's what actually worked for us is in, in the stability in our house. Yeah, so in my personality, I like to see trouble come. They, it is there far, and it, instead of waiting for it to come in my house, we would place some rules down. So stupid little practical things like we had one geezer when we started off in the small little house, we had one geezer. And I know from experience the time when the girls just came to visit after they've bathed, then we would sit without warm water. You know, it's a little nitty gritty thing, but it can become a huge thing. Yeah. So we basically had just, oh, we had like, uh, when we had coffee, we'd, we said, okay, you guys, we have a small little geezer. So what do you think? How we can resolve this, you know? So, um, and then the elders would say, I, I will bath last because she wants to lie in the bath. And, and I respected it because I, I, I was there, you know? And so we had, Buti had to bath at this time and, and the middle one had to bath at that time. And then the oldest one will go. And we stuck to that. And if any of them changed the, the routine, because especially when um, they went to their mom for a holiday or so, everything has gone out the window. That first week when they come back, um, it was like, and there was never rules before, you know? So um, we, we started to embrace it. The first few times it was terrible and it was <laughs> shouting matches and, ugh, you know, all those normal things. Yeah. But, um, and then we would embrace it and say, okay, guys, remember the rules, <laughs> you know, just to help and let the whole family function together. And I think they grasped it, grasped it very quickly and they understood and they realized it's easier to just fall in than being the square peg, you know, and <coughs> upset the whole routine. Yeah. So there was some times Dylan had to make coffee and then it was his turn and you know what, and we tried to make it enjoyable for the family <coughs> to be together in their hurting time, you know. Yeah, yeah and I think what I'm hearing is important for all families, that thing of consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, consistency brings security. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. so just um, just in closing, we're going to have some questions if anyone else has questions, but is there anything you'd like to add or just yeah, anything else? That From my side, definitely get into a light group. 
get into a community will really, really help you. So, and um, put God in the center of everything, your decisions, your, the way you're going to react or all that stuff. Just put God in that. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yes. Yeah, I think from my side, um, I just, just thank God that he's in our lives. Um, without him, it would, like you say, Coretta, it, will, it, it wouldn't have been possible to get as far as what we have um, with him. So, um, and, and once again, just create an environment that's stable for children. Children like direction and stability, and, and it just makes it so much easier for, for everybody when that's in place. Um, if, if they go bouncing off the walls and, and do as, as they please, um, I think, and, and I'm speaking even of normal families today where the children actually run the household, it's, man, you can see that the families are in shambles, but once you've got the, the, the discipline respect scenario set, um, it's, it's a recipe that's made in heaven, so to say. Um, it, it can only but work. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just wanted to add that, except for the fact that I made that choice to serve God with this whole package, and, but that what you said is, this curse doesn't need to go on. Yeah. We can teach them they don't need to be victims yeah. in the next generation. And I think that was um, the motivation in my heart to do whatever we could do yeah. and impart in their lives, you know, just to say it doesn't have to be. Because as they grew older, they would have said, you know, but everyone is getting divorced. Why getting married and all of this? And then we had the opportunity to bring them back to God's blueprint to show them the word. And that is, and you can have a beautiful marriage, yeah. um, you know, and work through difficulties. This is the other thing that was in everything that went wrong. We, we fought it through. We said, Maki Sake, now I don't want to talk to you. And it was a guess what you're going to. <laughs> you know, be a little bit forceful there. Yeah. Just to help and, and, and to push through and push through these barriers. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone is just getting divorced and then take the next one and then get divorced and, you know, carry on like that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, just, just one, one last thing before we get, get questions. is just, um, Victor, when you were sharing about on teaching your kid, you know, not dishonoring the other spouse. I often think of that scripture, um, honor your father and your mother and it will go well with yes. you. And we need to protect our children. Yes. And so that, because them honoring that person, even if they don't deserve honor, yes. um, will result in it going well yes. with, with, that, with your child. So. Yes. So are there other questions that? <laughs> so there I just sit here. Yeah. Uh, my question is to Victor, but Correcta uh, and Alicia, you can also weigh in. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, parents these days um, do not appreciate their kids in the sense of they're really very busy, come back late from work or watch rapid all weekend, whatever. Um, you were put in a situation where only half the time you got to see the children and that makes you appreciate them a lot more. Uh, what did you do to be really intentional spending time with your kids? I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is, is not quantity time but quality time. So you've got a, a, a Friday afternoon to a Sunday and, and you really got to spend as much time with them without neglecting your, your spouse. So she needs to be part of it. So instead of just making them the, the entire thing and taking your wife and say, hey, you step aside, you, you draw her in and make her part of your entire weekend's celebration or time with, with your kids. And, and really, um, you know, obviously they're going to try and rip your pocket and we need to go shopping. So the shopping sprees would happen and you'd walk out with a dent in your, in your bank account. But... You can use that to the good. Yeah. You, can, you can really make it a worthwhile shopping time. Um, and, and just spend that, you know, you can, you can spend time and you can spend time. Yeah. So 
make it good quality time instead of instead of spending from Saturday morning six o'clock until Sunday uh, uh, Saturday night, and then there again, you know, there comes yes, we love our rugby and sitting in front of the television and and just watching rugby and other kids, yeah, here's a computer, here's a laptop, or here's a iPad, go and play with that. That that is not on. You know what? Respect those children. Spend that quality time with them. After all, they, they're your kin. They're your blood. And, and really make, make, take that effort um, to, to spend that, that quality time with them. Um, they feel it. They want to be loved by you. They, they really, really want to spend time with dad or mom in, in that case. And um, fortunately, in our case, we, we spent that quality time together. Um, even if you go away on holidays, just spend that quality time with them. Don't, don't let a, a laptop and a cell phone get, get in the way of, of you and, and the love for your children. I just want to add from my side, I remember um, both my children, they were doing athletics at school, they were doing drama majorettes. So there were times, as a single mama, being at work, nobody sometimes at school, so the time that I could take off at work, like during my lunchtime, I run to the school from my workplace, I run all the way just to go and see maybe if the small one was in athletics, you know, if I, if I could just see one thing so that you can know that mommy loves me, mommy will do anything just to see me doing my thing and like with a drum majorette so that was a big thing for us like every year around june july we would go to one or the other provinces to take part there. so i made sure i don't normally take leave i would leave that leave aside for that time to spend time with them then i'm with them um, when we go on that um, competitions etc like that mm -hmm. so yeah being a single parent you can be there for your child. You can mm. make ways. I, even if it's one hour, go to the athletics. Because I find um, when I was there, people know Coretta was there. <laughs> they know I was there. I didn't only just cheer for my children. I cheer for everybody's children. All the mommies and daddies that were not there. So I could stand in for them. I remember um, Tyrese one day said, um, one of the girls was saying, I wish I had a mom like yours. Aww. So um, that really, it was such an honor to hear that, you know, being a single mom, you know, trying my best to be there for my children. And then you have people that have two um, parents and none of them are there. So don't take for granted the children. Every little moment that you spend with them or just being there, it counts a lot. It makes a difference. Sorry, just to add to that, um, you, you're talking about shouting for other <laughs> <laughs> other, other parents, children. Um, when, when Chanel w grew up, she had all her friends and yeah. everything, and, and her friends would refer to me as dad. Yeah. They'd call me dad. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful, you know, and, and that's the relationship we had. I almost had a father relationship with Chanel's friends. And, and, and that, that says, you know, God gives you that you're doing this right. You, you messed up, but you know what? You forgave yourself. I've forgiven you first before you forgave yourself. I've forgiven you, you've forgiven yourself, and yes, your restoration that's taken place. And the restoration, the evidence is, is in our family, and, and just all glory to God for that. Any other questions? Yeah, quickly. Um, this is for Victor and Alicia. Um, I just wanted to know um, um, who's the disciplinarian in the house and how do you go about it? And um, because um, you said you have um, other children, um, not from your marriage, how do you discipline them um, in terms of Alicia also being the, mo um, the mother of um, the kids? <laughs> let, let, let's just <laughs> let's just get the record straight I wear the pants in my house with my wife's permission <laughs> um, 
Man, discipline comes from both sides. Um, it, 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 you know, to, to people mustn't see the father figure in the house. I, I grew up where, in, in, in a stable house, my parents weren't, weren't divorced, but if we were three boys in the house and if, if we'd done something wrong, then my mom would say, wait until your dad comes home. Man, we had the fear of, we were so scared of my dad, it's just not funny. And it shouldn't be that way. We should, we should love and respect my dad. Um, so, so insofar as discipline is concerned, I, I do believe that it comes from both sides. However, um, the, the end, I, I do believe in a normal household, the buck should stop with, with the father figure in the house, being the king, priest, prophet, and servant of the house. That is in the perfect world. Today's day and age, and sadly, it's, it's not like that. Um, but when, when it comes to discipline, obviously, you know, you, you, could, you could spank a kid, and, and, but, you know, we were in the fortunate position that we didn't have to do that. You know, there's discipline like, um, in the one instance, Chanel was, was, she didn't quite listen to the rules of the house, and these, these, these items, let me just show the parents <laughs> that are watching at home. These, these items there is a beautiful stick. You, you don't need to use it to beat them over the head, but once it's been taken away, it, it, it works wonders. So um, punishment, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the days of, of spanking a kid is, is sort of out of the picture. It's, it's not quite on. But if sometimes the word of God says you, you need to warm them up a little bit, so, you know, with tender, loving care, just, just help them along and open the ears through the behind, so be it. If that's what it takes, then it, it takes that. But I think that the, it's of utmost importance not to override the other parent. And that goes for normal households as well, where there are, where there are normal husband and wife children, family, do not override the authority of the other spouse. And I think that's, that's what was of cardinal importance in, in our house, is that we didn't override each other. Yeah, and did we make mistakes? Yes, definitely. You know, sometimes we will, after uh, late at night, everyone's gone to bed, and then I would say to him, or he would say to me, yes, but you were a little bit harsh there, don't you think? <laughs> It's like, what was wrong with it, you know, or, you know, and then, okay, but we never told that to the kids, though, because we didn't want them to, to know that, okay, we actually sit behind the closed doors and think of ways to torture them, because that is what children perceive, but that wasn't like that, you know, but it is, and, and one thing that, um, um, as you asked there, is, you know, um, you don't really know, the only um, frame I had to discipline children and to it was how I grew up, how my parents worked with me. And I remember the first thing is respect. They've respected me all, well, all my life and I respect them. And that it's just a natural combination. And um, afterwards, I remember somebody asking me, um, will you handle your own children like this? And I you see, you know, I said yes. And if I look today, I do it exactly like that. You know, and, and I know I did good in my own heart. Um, I remember Chanelle also <laughs> came at that puberty time and they will slam the doors, you know. And then I said, Christian, it wasn't Christian, it was like a Simon or someone there. Christian, come take off this door. And for three months, she never had a door to slam. And she never ever did it again, you know, things like that. Because, I mean, you don't, I mean, she's taller than where I am. You don't just clap a links and rass. No, I think, but I think it's wisdom in that instance, because what do you do? You need to, you can't just let it go by, go by. otherwise next time it will be more, more severe, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's good for all, like you say, for all households. Yes. Yeah. Actually, on that, something that I've always admired, Coretta, is in a thing like that, I found, um, with the thing with discipline and stuff like that, I had my own um, reference, and I married Craig, and, and so I found that very helpful, 
and because it balanced us out. And it's something that I've always admired about you, Coretta, and pray for people. And as a single mom, what did you do? Because honestly, what you're saying, Alicia, I mean, I think I've been teachable with my kids. I've said sorry when I've been really out of line. But a lot of stuff happened behind closed doors to discuss it. We, we did need to say, okay, you were overreacting or whatever, stuff like that. And now if you don't have the spouse with you, who, who, how, how did you manage that? How did you ever know when you are over, is it, um, you know, tough love now or is it guilty love or... Which one must I do? How did, who did you speak to? I prayed. Sometimes I would um, call my mom and ask her what should I do in that instance. But most of the time, um, they were scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put a foot wrong because they know I, I, I would spank them. <laughs> Therese was the one that was spanked mostly. She said, I must just remember she was the most spanked one of the two. And Nisha was, Nisha was just how Nisha is, how you guys know Nisha. Um, Therese was the wild one. She's the one that will take chances. But um, <laughs> there were not that many times that I had to, you know, clap them a biggie or stuff like that. But um, they were good children. They were really, really good children. They helped me. Yeah. And um, up until now, I, I, I can't say. I can't really say. They didn't give me any reason to do, to do extreme things or go to extreme and stuff like that. It's, they've been <laughs> mortal children, if I can put it like that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And um, I also just want to say, it's not just how I raise them, it's what they've learned from Ignite um, and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, when we get to, got to the church, they were like, Mommy, this is our church. And um, I was also a teacher at that time at Ignite there by Pyramids, Prati Hotel. And... Um, what they taught, they brought home. So that really helped me a lot. It made my life easier, if I can put it like that. So please, if you have little children, steer a Sondag school to send them to Ignite. It's really a very, very, very good thing because whatever they learn there, they bring it home and then they um, apply it there, if I can put it like that. Yes. Cool. Oh, so I think just to end, I would just love to, um, to pray for your families and just again that, you know, that they've done well, that you've done well with your kids and, and well done for contending for um, wholeness, for allowing the Lord to heal yes. because you, you chose for, both, for, you know, for, well, for all of us actually, hey, it's not that we need to choose yeah. To allow the Lord to heal us, and sometimes it's it's we it's hard, but we again it's a choice. Saying, "Okay, Lord, um, I choose to allow you to allow you into those broken places." And and the Lord is so kind. Hey, He's so kind in journeying with us, in healing us. He knows what to heal when, as long as we just keep saying, "Okay, Lord," and and also. Have, talking to others, yes. hey, just um, having that as well. So I'd love to pray. Is there something yeah. else? I just wanted, wanted to see? say, yeah, um, I want to honor the girls because yes. when the one was sick and I start praying, then the other one will pray with me. So it was, I always vice versa, you know, so mm -hmm. I wasn't alone praying, being alone in the circumstances. So I really would like to honor them and say thank you for um, being a crutch to me also. You've helped me raise each other and making us a family that we are. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, I'd love to just pray for us and then, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for, um, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the counselor and that you you want us to be healed and you want us to be whole, Lord. Thank you for these beautiful families, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for the, the way that they have had courage to 
that for the for the generations to come that there would be wholeness that there would that the families would flourish lord that that there would be a testimony of you jesus and of your faithfulness and of your goodness lord and that that through that many will will come to know you lord and and i know that that is also the cry of of both of these families is for you to be known jesus and so i thank you lord i thank you for what you have done and we honor you in jesus name Amen. Amen. Yeah. So just um, one last thing is if you are perhaps watching and you are a child that comes from a broken home, I want to encourage you that you are fighting the battles that you fight are you are fighting for the next generation. So whatever that looks like, if you if it's with regards to purity or if it's with regards to um, anything, you know, now to say, Lord, I want to pray that, that from my generation that, that there would be righteousness and wholeness um, to come. And, and it's hard. It's not easy if you choose to be that person, but you fight those battles for, for the generations to come. So bless you all. And yeah, thank you for, for being brave <laughs> and for allowing me to, <laughs> you know, it, it's not easy. But thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability um, and that many are now um, ha being equipped. Just to you. For, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this message from City on a Hill Church International. For more content and ways to connect, visit www.coah.co.za. Thanks for listening.